just make sure everything's squared away. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of traction right now. And so, you know, we're kind of having to help whenever we have to, I have to help. And, and so does, you know, my partner's spouse, you know, we all try to help whenever we can in an hour or two or, you know, whatever it is, go clean, yeah. go buy things. And so it's just, it's been fun. You know, I'm really happy for my wife and her partner. They're, they're really enjoying it. You know, we, we like, you know, to thank all the people here in the Valley who've made their way out there and, and supported, you know, this venture. Um, you know, we're hoping to, to expand, you know, that's, that's the goal is, is not just to open up one shop, but, uh, we, you know, we do have, uh, you know, the, the rights to, to open up four. So that's kind of what we're looking to do. In nice. Yeah. Lalo, can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. Yeah. So we went, we went over, I went, my son finished playing in a Viper tournament. You know, we, we, they were really excited, man. They did well. They were, you know, really wanting some some ice cream waffles and stuff, you know, dessert. So we, so we went by and the line was from like the door all the way to Alana, you know? So kudos, man. Thank, I mean, congratulations, dude. We couldn't get in for about two hours, but here, let me ask you this yeah. for the like us, you know, that know you pretty well. Do we have a VIP entrance? We're working on it, man. Right now. We're just trying to keep our head above water. I ain't gonna lie, it's been it's been chaotic. You know, you know this kind of obviously it's a spring break, but you know I've been having to help her out a little bit because you know some of the the workers, you know it's their kids and and they yeah. want to go and 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 spend you know some time at the island and party a little bit and we get that. Um, so you know we're having to kind of just go and fill in and help out as much as possible. But it's been tough, man. I ain't gonna lie, we we, we didn't Gee. expect this much kind of traction. Gee, yeah. you're definitely you're definitely not Ray Liotta, and this isn't Goodfellas. You're not coming through the back of the kitchen like you that's can't. Not, that's what you know? I was thinking. thinking I was gonna have kind of like special entrance, and we I might just have to, we might we might have to something hey, like that, man. What's the GC it like? You hey GC it. You're working on it, Lalo. GC it. You know? I'm working on it, man. Let me just get my head above water a little bit longer because it's been it's huh. been crazy packed. I ain't gonna lie, man. Yesterday we had. I mean, people were waiting for about an hour, an hour and a half. That's awesome. Ice cream. So, I mean, again, shout out to the people in the Valley, man, for coming out and being patient with us. Obviously, you know, we're ironing out kinks. We're realizing that we need to hire more people because we didn't think it was going to be this big of a, of, a, of a hit. So, you know, I, I do appreciate, you know, all the people that have come by and been very patient with us and understanding that, you know, that we're, we're trying to get it right. But we will at some point in time. Well, let me let let's kind of pivot a little bit, like because yep. talking about waffles and ice cream is making G hungry, and we'll get to his <laughs> his his weekly question for all our guests, right? But I guess uh, let's talk about let's talk about the young young Lalo, right? Yeah, and and, yeah. and you know we're kind of we're kind of barred by time, but tell us what it was like being Lalo Rios as a junior high high school kid have an aspiration did you always have aspirations of playing collegiately or is that just something you just kind of fell into or what tell us a little bit about that well you know it was tough you know obviously my dad was a coach here in the edinburgh area you know for many years at the time and and you know i guess growing up in junior high we played all sports right you know that was kind of the thing you went from sport to sport to sport you know but i remember vividly going to my freshman year and and having this conversation with my dad and he was like hey listen you know, if you want to play at the next level, you really need to make a decision here and now on what sport it is you want to do it in and recognize that if you're going to do it, you need to put all your eggs in that basket and work your tail off to be the very best 
so that you can achieve that goal playing at the next level. And, and, you know, his kind of message was, Hey, pick your sport and be the best at it. That was his message in an indirect way. Right. And, and I, luckily for me, you know, I had that, that upbreak upbringing and I had that knowledge from my father being a coach and recognizing that very few kids go and play two or three sports at the next level or anything of that nature. It's usually, you, you know, you play one and you, 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 you do everything you can to get to that level. So with that said, you know, I decided to just say, you know, what, I'm going to focus on basketball and I'm going to be the best at it and, and, and hope that I do get to the next level. And that's where it all started. Once I made that decision, it was full speed ahead. You know, my eyes were on the prize and, and I'm, every day was an opportunity for me to get to, to be the best, to get to that level. So yeah. that was kind of, you know, again, I'm very fortunate that I had a father who was a coach and who kind of knew a little bit about my future, right? And, and how that would play itself out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that was, you know, there was a lot of pressure, you know, not necessarily for my parents, but it was a lot of pressure on myself because, you know, I knew, you know, obviously we had, I had four brothers and sisters, right? So we're family of five, you know, we didn't have a lot. We didn't have much, you know, to be honest, my parents were both educators and, you know, very modest, you know, mm -hmm. humble upbringing. Shout and out so, to the Rioses. They, they, they yeah, yeah they, coach. Yeah. Really, they worked their tail off to provide for us. And, but I also know that they sacrificed a lot for us. Right. And so my goal, seeing the struggle that they went through on a daily basis, my goal was to make sure that I made their lives a little bit easier when we got to college or if I did get to college, right. And my goal was to try to get a scholarship so that they wouldn't have to pay for my education because I knew it was going to be tough. Um, and so that was kind of my motivating factor every day, you know, day in, day out. It was like, man, I got I got to do this. I got to yeah. do it academically or athletically, but I don't want to burden them when I graduate. I want to be uh, less of a burden and, and to not make their lives more difficult than it already was at the time. Yeah. So that was Why? kind of the question. So was Pan Am your only choice? Like we, we kind of all know the story, right? But was Pan Am like your, you were you were an all-star in Texas, right? You played in that TA, what is TABC yeah. all-star game? Yeah, but, I played yeah. in that one. I played in the McDonald's, the, tech, the McDonald's all-star game in the, in the Texas yeah. area, right? In the state of Texas. Um, and, and no, you know, I did have a couple of offers. I did. I had one from Incarnate Ward University. And then, um, and then obviously Pan Am wasn't looking at me, but Pan Am was saying, okay, you know what? You can come over here and be a walk-on. And okay, mm -hmm. great. Not a problem. Um, actually, you know, Brian Molina was um, a dear friend of mine. Obviously, we competed against each other in high school, and he was at at at, at JUCO in Kansas. And they he was trying to recruit me because he was leaving. He was leaving that JUCO to come back down, and they were looking for another shooter, which Brian was a hell of a shooter. So they were looking for somebody else to kind of fill that void that Brian was leaving. So Brian tried to recruit me to that junior college. Um, but, you know, I, I was just, you know, I'm a homebody and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a Valley guy, you know, born and raised. And, I, you know, I love the Valley with all my heart. And, and the opportunity to even just walk on at Pan Am was just too hard for me to pass up. Yeah. Um, and my freshman year, even though it was a walk-on status, I, 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 um, I had an academic scholarship, right, which was going to pay for all my school for that first year. So I said, okay, you know what, this is still helping my parents because they don't have to pay for any of my, my freshman year of school. And now it's up to me to go up there as a freshman and prove to myself or prove to them to earn that it. I can yeah. play and earn it and then hopefully get a scholarship my sophomore, junior, senior year. And again, 
fulfill that promise of my parents not having to pay for school. Wow. That's yeah. killer. That's uh, killer. Totally, yeah. We totally understand the motivation now, you know, because we were there firsthand, man. Watching. Yeah, we yep. saw it. I mean, we were there yep. day in and day out, but for Correct. you to tell everybody else, you know, is yeah. it's and and to to hear it, right? And I the one thing that I took away from that was you because I played with all three of y'all, right? You and, and mm-hmm. G and Brian and mm-hmm. all three of y'all were shooters, but y'all definitely weren't passers. And so, you know, <laughs> it was me grabbing the rebound, throwing it to you guys, and then y'all pulling up like Steph Curry before there was Steph Curry, right? Those men's leagues. Like, I would be so mad at you guys. At least you did your role. You yeah. did a good job rebounding, though. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, it's because of – and I've said this before, and this is why I should have a statue outside of the new arena, right, is because – I led the NCAA in fouls because you and couldn't fouls. play That's defense, sure. Lolo. Like, <laughs> That's for sure. You did. You were great at fouls. Hey, That's no, sure. I don't think that's right, Lolo. I, I don't think it's that he couldn't play defense. I, uh, I think the whole idea was why Why does he have to play defense when you can train too? Come on. Well, well here's the, the thing. Lolo led the – Lolo, like, led the Sun Belt at one point in, like, steals, you know? And yeah. so – he was always gambling. He, ah, you know, the, you make that sound, ah, you know, you miss it. The guy gets the ball and he goes right by Lalo and then yeah. I got a foul, right? I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen it. So, yeah. Um, so, so, so talk, uh, talk, talking about, you know, I don't want to talk about fouls anymore, Matt. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, that's I just think, I think uh, you should have gone cool instead of, you know, dropping your hands and fouling. I think you could. There you go. But, uh, but, but, you know, talking about the Sunbelt, you know, just talk to us about how that experience was, man, playing for that conference and maybe, you know, what your favorite game, favorite player you played against, you know, uh, just talk to us about that experience, yeah. man. I mean, you know, man, I mean, it's, it's very different for me because, I mean, you got to understand coming out of high school, you know, yeah. here at Edinburgh in the Valley, you know, the tallest guy we probably ever saw, G, you, you, you can attest to this, was maybe 6'2", 6'3", at most, right? Yeah. And, you know, they always, it's always good to go to college and redshirt a year, sit out a year, go to JUCO, you know, to kind of get your feet wet and then, and then maybe hopefully have the hopes of going to Division One. But, you know, I kind of was it, was, it was an anomaly for me because I went to Pan Am in the hopes that I was going to redshirt and sit my freshman year. But Coach Adams at the time, you know, had brought in a lot of Juco guards who weren't cutting it out. They weren't doing, I guess, what he had recruited them to do. And he was, I guess, getting frustrated with the guys. And so he was like, two weeks into practice, he was like, hey, I, I want you to play. And, and I was like, coach, I'm not ready. Like, you, I, I know I'm not ready. I played high school basketball in the Valley. It's different from going to that, playing against a bunch of six eight, six nines, and six sevens. And we, I, w- I didn't know if I was ready for that. And so he says, no, you know what? You're going to play. You know, you, I, I think you're ready. And, and uh, okay, you know, when you're an 18-year-old freshman coming out of high school, you're definitely going to say, okay, you know, it's kind of hard to, to say no to your coach at the time. So, you know, it was a good experience for me, you know, those first non-conference games. But then going into Sunbelt, well, that, was, that was scary. I, I'm not going to lie, as a freshman, you know, I, I was really nervous a lot, you know, but I also had a lot of confidence in my preparation and my abilities. And, and, and I, I, I knew that I was very fundamental. Like I wasn't going to do anything like too crazy. If coach except told me to do gamble, that, except, 
if coach told me to do something, I was going to do it. And I, I think that was my safe way of saying, you know what? I really can't get in trouble if coach tells me to go right and I go right. Uh, yeah. But I think we had a lot of guys on the team that you guys will remember that if coach told them to go right, they went left. Or if coach told them to pass, they'd shoot. Or if coach told them to shoot, they'd pass. And and yeah. I think that's where there was a lot of problems with some of those guys. And for me, I think he could trust the fact that I was going to do what he needed done. Yeah. Right. And so I think, you know, it, it, the Sun Belt was tough, but, you know, I, I know we didn't do too well, uh, but it did help our freshman year that we did have some senior guys on the team, you know, um, some older guys like Raheem Muhammad and Linwood mm. Bonner, and Terrence, uh, Terrence and, uh, and, and uh, Keelan Haney and some of those older guys that really helped us out. That was a blessing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I vividly remember probably, you know, some of the games that I, I recall, mostly the one that I really recall was playing against Derek Fisher. You know, um, he was played at Arkansas Little Rock. He was a senior. I was a freshman. They were the number one team in the conference. We were towards the bottom. And, you know, there was all this hype about him. And and it was just great. That's something I'll never forget was playing against him and, and the hype and him being number one in their conference and just him being a, a, a very smart, fundamental disciplined point guard and and having to guard him and seeing how he worked how hard he worked and seeing you know like trying to outsmart him trying to keep up with him you know because he was obviously three years older than I was and he was just a, a really good point guard so yeah Sunbelt man I, I really enjoyed my time in the Sunbelt it was great it was obviously we didn't do as well probably as a team but but me the experience from coming from high school in the Rio Grande Valley to playing in in that conference you know, with guys like Montreal Dobbins, who was like 6'9", 250, 260, who led the nation in rebounding. It was just yep. like, it was a monster. You know, I was really was scared of that guy because he was so big. I, I didn't want to get anywhere near him. Um, you know, it's just that, those, some of those experiences you just can't forget, you know, even 30 years later, you know. was and So who was the toughest player? I mean, obviously Derek Fisher, Mont, Montreal Dobbins is a monster. And yeah, I played against him too, but... Who was the guy, whether it be in conference or whether it be in practice on the daily, like who was the guy that you were like, dang, this is the best guy that I've ever played against? I think, I, I don't want to say the best guy, but I think the guy that I, I saw him a lot. And that's why I think I, I can't forget this guy. His name was Lonnie Cooper. He played yep. a lot. Tech. He played yep. a lot. Tech. And I say yeah. that because we, we both got there as freshmen we both played as freshmen a lot. So mm -hmm. we played each other freshman, sophomore, and junior year, right? And it was it was just a lot of playing against him that, man, I mean, you know, it's it's tough when you you get to see your opponent so much. Most of these other guys, we play them one time and that was non-conference, and that was it. We played at Texas Tech or we played at Baylor, but we yeah. never saw the guys again, right? Um, Lonnie Cooper at La Tech, and I just, he was a six-five point guard. Yeah, he was you tall. Know? He was tall. That was tall for being a point guard at the time. Yeah, I, I, yeah you're exactly right. Lonnie was you tough. Know? And I, I don't. I mean, I was five ten. There's a big difference, right? So he was long. He would try to post me up. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like five ten and a half. Okay, I was, I'll just keep it at five ten. But he was, he was long, man, and he was hard to guard because he was lengthy. I couldn't get my shot off as easily on him because he was so tall. And, and like I said, he would post me up and. He had these long arms, so if I try to go by him, he'd stick that arm out and, and tap the ball away. So, you know, it, he always presented that challenge, right, because of his yeah. length, height, 
And then because of the fact that we saw him for so many times, right? Yeah. Every, every year was like, oh, here we go, Lonnie Cooper again. Here we go, Lonnie Cooper again. Here you go. You know what I mean? And so he's one of the guys that I'll never forget just because of we played him so many times. What about the game that you'll never forget? Like, what is the game when, like, you got two boys and they come to you yeah. one day and they say, Dad, tell me about the, the best game or the most memorable game you played at, at Pan Am. <laughs> what is that game? Yeah, I know what I've you're got doing. a couple of them, but what, what is that game? And I knew you were going to hit me with this one. You know, obviously, man, you know, probably the best game I played in was probably the worst game I played in. It, it, you know, it's it's probably, you know, one that I'll just never forget because of the magnitude of the game. And 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 you guys were there, both of you guys. It was when we played Gonzaga at home, you know. Um, oh, we weren't so even going to bring that up. We, yeah. we told you we weren't going to bring it up. But since he opened that door. Yeah, and, you thought, know, perfect yeah. way to like trap them in the corner there, Matt. Yeah, that, that that's no, nice you know, that honestly, nice no, 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 no. Honestly, and I thought I wasn't because... trying to double team either, man. I was staying back. I wasn't. No, to... no. Do you see it? If you could no. like if you keep them in the corner and just keep them corralled, man. But you did. You no, do you see it? I honestly <laughs> thought because you were talking about Lonnie Cooper, yeah. right? I thought, and the game that always comes back to me is the time we only had five people. Uh And I remember sitting, and that's the game I thought you were going to, I wasn't going to bring up the Gonzaga game, even though I give you shit about it all the time. But, like, I remember sitting there in the circle stretching, and Lonnie Cooper was on, you know, we were kind of sitting next to each other. And he was like, damn, Matt, y'all only got five dudes. Like, it looked (laughs) like we were just, you know, and I was like, yeah, I said, but we're going to win. And he started laughing. And he was like, okay, you know, because I played against Lonnie a couple times yeah. also, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. so you 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 have these stories. And tell us a little bit about what you remember from that game, because I could go off on what I remember. But, yeah. From, from which game, the Gonzaga or the other? No, no, we won't talk about Gonzaga. We'll have you back okay. and talk about that another show. But yeah, so that game was it was interesting because I remember that game vividly. You know, it was after the, the it was at the break of the semester, right? And grades yeah. had just come out, and and so I remember showing up to practice or shoot around. We had pregame shoot around that morning, and so I show up to the gym and nobody's in the gym, and I was kind of like, hey man, where's everybody at? You know, we got shoot around here. We got a game tonight. You know, where's everybody at? Yeah. So. I go back to the offices and I'm I'm in there and everybody's in there all and we have a lot of freshmen that year right obviously you know I was a senior you were a junior but we had a lot of freshmen coach uh, Brooks had recruited a lot of freshmen that year so we go back and everybody's in there everybody's panicking everybody's on the phone everybody's trying to figure out what's going on and so I asked like what happened and 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 they were like man half the team failed I said what do you mean they failed he's like yeah all these freshmen failed I said oh my lord so I said what's gonna happen I said who's eligible they were like well we only got five dudes. I said, oh my God. And so, and and we had one guy, Charles Baker, who had had just hurt his foot the, the day like that week before or something. So he was like he was not, in a boot. Yeah, he was in a boot, right? <laughs> he had to feed up that night in his boot. Right. Um, just so we could have six. But um, you know, coach is like, hey man, we gotta, we gotta go up. Let's go. We nothing we can do about it. We gotta go game plan. Let's go, let's go to practice. So we did with five guys and we figured it out. And I remember we had just gotten Kirby Lemons back that 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 day. That so day. We, that day, so it was it was me, Matt, John Braxton, Brian Merriweather, and Kirby Lemons, and um, and Charles Baker on the boot in the boot. Fab five, uh, that's all. Fab five, baby, fab five. 
So we like you're right. We we're playing these guys, and and I remember Matt. You know, it was a good game. It wasn't like they were blowing us out. It was a good game all the way through. Obviously, Brian Merriweather and Kirby. You know, they they were very spectacular basketball players. They really carried us in that first half, and then Matt picks up his fourth foul in the, in the first, first half. half. And yeah. we were really nervous. And that's because I think we were going zone most of the game. But, you know, it, they, they were very good. You know, they were athletic. They were long. Um, and I, I just remember, you know, us pulling Matt into the huddle and, 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 and at, a, at the free throw. He picked up his fourth and we pulled him into the, you know, we huddled up at the free throw. And I said, hey, Matt, we got your back. Don't worry about it. We're going to make sure that you don't fall out. You let him go. We'll, we'll help you. We'll get your back. Don't worry about it. Just let people, get, you know, if they shoot, don't worry about it. Don't stress out. We'll figure it out. And lo and behold, Matt does a hell of a job. He, you know, he played smart. He, 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 you know, he didn't get into any foul troubles. You know, he kept, he kept, and he, he didn't pick up another foul. And uh, we go on to end up beating these guys at, in the last like minute, you know, don't yeah. ask me. Oh, I mean, man, I, I, it, was, it was such a blur because I, I think everybody in that gym that night expected us to lose and probably end up playing with four players at some point in time. Um, and we didn't. And, you know, you know, big shout out to Brian Merriweather and Kirby, because I know that they were they were huge. I mean, obviously, Brian was one of the top scorers in the nation at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he it, it was it was that was a, a great game because of the situation of it. You know, yeah. the dramatic situation, it was of, just, you know, it was just weeks. us banding together. Like it was kind of like us against the world type yeah. feeling, you know, mm-hmm. and so. I, and it was I, fun doing it at home, you know, at home, you know, it, yeah. and that was cool. It was, you know, it was right before Christmas time. I remember that was just like, awesome. You know, it was what a great, what a great Christmas present, you know? Yeah. And then we go off and we play Gonzaga when we come back. Yep. And then we go and play Baylor. Yep. And we no, were we favored played, against we played, Baylor. We played, we played Rice and then we played Baylor and we, wow. we lost to Rice. And that's when, uh, no, I'm sorry. You're right. We played. Baylor first, and then we yeah. went to run. Yeah, we no, played then we went to SMU, and oh, SMU is a, SMU is a whole another story. We won't get into that, right? We won't touch on that. But I remember, I remember losing to coming off that La Tech win, going to Christmas, play Gonzaga, had our hearts broken. Then we go to Baylor. We're favored against Baylor, and we lose, and we end up playing with only four players. Correct. And then we go to SMU and we barely lose against Sasser, who was the point guard mm-hmm. there. So like our record wouldn't indicate it, but we were really, really competitive. And I think that that La Tech game really kind of cemented like, mm-hmm. okay, like we can band together and we can play with anybody. It doesn't matter who, you know, who it is. And and Gonzaga did that too, you know, having yeah. competing with Gonzaga at the time. So yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, I think I'll that ask him, G. Ask him what you want to ask him. Well, I, I, this is this is just burning inside, man. And and uh-oh, uh, uh-oh. Uh, I you can talk about the best game. You can talk about you know the you know your 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 best or worst game there. But I I, I guarantee you, I remember your best practice. Your hmm. best practice was and and I think Matt would remember your best practice too. It was the day after New Year's. New Year's Eve. It was probably a New Year's practice. New Year's and Day practice. I remember. Everybody on the team went out except for Lalo Rios. <laughs> yeah. And Lalo Rios had the practice of his life. He's he should be in the Hall has, of Fame at Pan Am because of this nobody, practice. Like nobody else had life that day. <laughs> no. 
Jerron uh, Allen's laying that, on the bench. Remember, like he just at yeah. HPE two. We were at the at the HPE two, and I remember everybody was dying that day. I remember yep. that. Yeah, I remember yeah. coach was really really upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, that's who you call cool. That's who you call cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember. So, man. I know that that's a that was one of my favorite memories. You know, yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, Everybody kind of went, hey, we went out as a team, but I know that you had your priorities, you know, and, and, and we're not going to hold that against you, all right? And you probably, I mean, your dedication and, and commitment probably showed there, you know, you're not going out that New Year's yeah. Eve. But uh, speaking of See, time, they should probably do a 28 for 28 on that on that practice. Instead of a 30 for 30, it's 28 for 28, yeah. Miles, you know, 35 points and pick up, you know, when we play five on five. I mean, he had like eight threes, you know, like run out twelve layups, you know, uncontested. Nobody was around. Oh, it was and I great. remember, man, coach was really upset, man, because I, I, he knew that all y'all went out, and and he, I remember he vividly uh, scheduled practice in the morning because he had heard that he y'all were gonna. Yeah. He knew it, man. He knew it, and he was like, "We're practicing early in the morning." And I was like, man, I ain't messing around with that. I, I you know what? Uh-uh, man, I, there's no way I got to get coach upset with me like that. So <laughs> I remember you guys went out, man. The next day, man, I could just, man, I could see it all over y'all, man. Y'all were dying out there. I felt bad. I, there was nothing I could do, but I was like, man, yeah. these guys yeah. are hurting, man. Yeah. Mike, <laughs> the, best thing, the best thing you did was bring Mama Rio's tacos to the practice. Yeah. Mike, that, that, Mike Mancias and Jim Lancaster earned their money that day. Like it was, they were, they couldn't keep us. It was, it was hilarious. Let's, let's piggyback that a little bit, man, and yeah. talk about your favorite yeah. memory. Like, I know you talked about your favorite game and like outside basketball, you know, what was your favorite memory as a Bronx? You know, um, man, I, I, I had several, man, but yeah. probably the, my favorite me- memory that I'll probably never forget was my last home game. You know, it was against yeah. IUPUI at home. We ended up winning that game. But, you know, it was just, um, you know, the culmination of, of, yeah. of four years of blood, sweat, and tears, right, all wrapped into one night. You know, I remember, you know, it was it was the pregame ceremony, walking out with my parents, my family, uh, my grandma, uh, who meant the world to me, you know, because she was kind of the backbone of those four years of always mm-hmm. making us breakfast tacos. Oh, my gosh. Those, you know those breakfast I mean? tacos were amazing. You know I mean? And mm-hmm. my, my grandma really, you know, she lived with us, you know, at home. And so she always took care of me. She washed my clothes for practice, for games. I mean, she was just, you know, a godsend. And, and so, you know, that night was my way of saying thank you to them, you know, for all the the hours that they put into me growing up and molding me into be the person that, that, that I ended up being at the time. And like, you know, I, I think that was, that was, man, I, I remember leaving that court that day after the game. And I remember sitting in my locker, you know, and not wanting to leave, man, because I remember how I how much I knew I missed, I was going to miss it. And I remember all those memories were coming back to me at the time, yeah. you know, and walking out onto the court and, you know, everybody there, you know, wanted to take a picture, just wanted to say thank you for the four years. And, mm-hmm. you know, kids just coming up, you know, and, I, you know, parents and people, fans, and just wanted to say thank you, you know, and I know we didn't win a lot. You guys know that we didn't win a lot, but I think they respected the effort. I think they respected the, the passion that we brought to the court for those four years, you know, that, that we were there. And, and, and you know, 
I think that was my favorite memory because, you know, a lot of people tell me like, man, why did you, why didn't you ever quit? Like, why didn't you give up? Like, man, y'all were not very good. And, you know, and it was kind of like, people don't realize, yeah, I know we didn't, we weren't as good, but it was, yeah, I, I was playing for a bigger purpose, right? We were was, competitive as hell though, Lalo. We were, like We were, I, I agree. We were, we didn't always get blown out. We, we were, we were there in a lot of games, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we didn't win as much, correct? Right, but yeah. we were we were good enough to compete and almost get there. We just couldn't get over the hump. But it was, you know, I, I was playing for a bigger purpose. I was playing for, you know, and, and it's not, I, I would have conversations with mom and dad about, hey, you're you're representing a bigger thing here. It's you're re- representing a lot for the Hispanic culture here in the valley, you know, for all those young kids who don't think that what you're doing is possible. Like you can't give up because if you give up, then they're going to set a that. precedent. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you know, you got to. So I, I always looked at my time there as I'm trying to build something for the next person. I'm trying to leave something behind for the next person is that, that hope that, Hey, if he did it, so can I, you yeah. know, we're both the same color of skin. We're both not very tall. We're both not very athletic. We're both not very strong. But you know what? If I if if I play as tough as he did, if I play as fundamental as he did, then you know what? I might have a chance. And that's yep. what I think I was trying to strive every time I got on the court. Play as if it's your last and give it everything you've got uh, because somebody's watching, you know? So, so got a, got a, got a new game. One word yeah. answers. First okay. thing that comes to your mind, right? Oh man. Okay. Pressure there. Which Matt, Matt, before we play this game, let them kind of suck, like you know, let them think about what that game's all about. But Lalo, yeah. I want to okay. something, Matt. Before we play that game, I just need to mention you, Matt. What you just said was awesome. Like, oh yeah, being that inspiration, you know, and 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 kind of paving the way for everybody. And and I just know somebody that's non-athletic that was slow wasn't a very good basketball player. His name is Eric Montavo. And I know that you motivated him and inspired him to play at Pan American. Shout out. Shout out to Eric. He'll pull out, out to Eric. Eric. He's going to hear this. A little bit later, man. Love you, Eric. Can't wait for you to be on the show. But anyway, man, I just needed to say that. Yeah. that there you go. There no, you but go. What, what you said, Lalo, is is a thousand percent correct. And, and I think what you've done the the legacy that you have left and and built you know yep. is is tremendous and i'm i'm really you know i give you shit all the time and we text all the time but mm-hmm. i'm really proud to call you my friend because you and i went through so many battles together you know you played with brian you played with g but you and i were the most consistent we yep. played three years together you know right. and so there's the you know you you did it for Pan Am the right way. You did it for, for the Valley the right way. And yeah. you, you know, I'm really proud to call you my friend no, because you did it the that, right man. way. No, I appreciate that, man. And that's, that's kind of, you know, I, I think a lot of that. You never goes, did get a road win, but I'm just going to point that out. That's true. We never <laughs> did, you know, but I think that's, I think all that is a big testament to my parents, you know, and yeah. my grandma, you know, because they were the ones that kind of, they kept me grounded. They kept me, you know, to understand where I came from, you know, the name that that we we're I was trying to represent and and in the community that I was trying to to represent, right, which is the Rio Grande Valley, more so Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I always knew that I had to try to do it right for that. 
purpose, yeah. right? For my family, for the, the Rio Grande Valley, and, and also for Edinburgh, right? And for just the kids in general, because, you know, I, I, I won't lie, and, and you all don't know this, but before me, and, and I'll say this, let, let's backtrack a little bit. I was that kid in the stands one day in 1980, I don't even remember what day it was, what year it was, but I remember my dad and I going to a basketball game at Pan Am when Gabe Valdez was playing against UNO, who had Irvin Johnson, not Magic Johnson, another Irvin Johnson. Yeah, the, the big NBA. man, the center. The yeah. Center, right. And I remember going to see him or them play. And that was my first collegiate basketball game. And I was like in junior high, maybe a little bit or, you know, somewhere around there, maybe, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. I was young. And I remember, first of all, seeing so many different colored people playing basketball. And I hadn't seen that before, right? Being in the Valley at the time, I, you know, that all we saw were Hispanic people. And so I remember going to the game and seeing a bunch of white people and seeing a bunch of African-American people. And it was kind of a, a big shock to me. Yeah. But in that mix, I saw one Hispanic guy. And I saw him play and I saw him do some great things that day. And I remember asking my dad, who's that guy? And he said, that's Gabe Valdespino. He's from Westaco, you know, and, but I want you to watch him play. And I want you to see, look at, look at, look at what he's doing. Look at, look at how smart he is. Look at how tough he is. And yet he had a, you know, cause he says, you know, if he can do it, so can you. Yeah. If he can yeah. do it, cause you're, you're the same color skin as he is. You're not as tall. You just like, he, you know, you're not going to be very tall, just like he's not very tall, you know? So you can play at this level if you want to, but you've got to work. So I bet you that kid works his butt off, yada, yada. It's, so, it's, it's amazing that you tell that story because we had Gabe on a couple of weeks ago, and he said the same thing about Chewy Guetta. You go. Hearing the stories of Chewy play, and that inspired mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then, Ar- you know, Ar- Castillo. Ar- Castillo. Yeah. yeah, you know, Definitely. and then, and then you looking up to Gabe, and then guys mm-hmm. like Eric looking up to you. Yep, you know, yep. so it's just one of those things, you know, Ben, uh, Ben Smith looking up to an mm-hmm. Eric, you know, that sort you of, go. you know, so definitely you should be yep. really proud of the legacy you've left. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, so appreciate that. All right. So let's play the game. Let's go. One word answers. First thing that comes yeah. to mind. Okay. Favorite place to eat when La you were Mexican. in college. La Mexicana. La Mexicana. Yeah. Great restaurant. Favorite place to hang out when you were in college? Uh, Brian's apartment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Brian's apartment. Favorite teammate? Mm. Other than Matt Popquist. And I was going to say that's a hard one because I was, I hung out with Matt all the time. Uh, it's okay if it's matt we get it it's cool we played the longest I, I, I together would say the two guys that i hung out with you, you know what the two guys that i hung out with the most were brian and matt you know and i hung out with them for two years nonstop. so i you know i didn't spend any more time if anybody else my next guy would have been mike Moncias because i hung out with him for four years yeah but he wasn't really my teammate but you know yeah he doesn't count he doesn't count he yeah i've seen mike's jump shot it's hilarious yeah yeah <laughs> I've seen his ball. Shout out to Mike. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. I love it. Uh, all right. Favorite favorite subject when you were in school? Weight training. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that okay. was fun. 
I learned a lot. All right. Favorite coach, whether it be assistant or head coach, whatever, because Lord knows we had a lot of them, right? So favorite coach. Any level. Any level. I would say, man, at that level, I'm going to keep it at the college level. We had some good ones, man. I ain't going to lie. They were good. Shout out. Oh, shout out to Paul Eubanks. Paul Eubanks. Now, you know what, man? Rest his soul, but I really admired Patrick Harrington. Yeah. I really did. Patrick Harrington really wanted to hire you, right? He did. He did. Yeah. He wanted to take me to Utah State. and or Southern Utah, sorry. Southern Utah University. And, you know, but, you know, I just admired. He was, he was as hardworking and as loyal as an assistant coach that I, I, that I could recall, you know, he was just, he was tough, man. I, I really I admired him. You know, we had some really good conversations when I was in college um, and he really would break things down for me and kind of get me to understand the game in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe not through my eyes, but through coach Brooks's eyes, like he would try to like, Hey man, let me tell you what, what he wants is what he needs, what he sees out of you is what you can be. You got, you know, <laughs> yeah. How it always <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he'd give you that little shimmy, right? And but you know, he he really took the time to kind of mold me and guide me and kind of educate yeah, mentor me. you. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And I respected that, you know. Um, so I, I would have to say him. Well, Lalo, thank you so much for for joining the show. We got to wrap it up, but God. you know, you you definitely deserve all the flowers and accolades that that you've gotten and then are coming your way because you have left a legacy, you know, the, the, the name Lala Rios is forever cemented with, with the history of the, the program, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, and I want to add Matt, uh, before we kind of, uh, get off here, uh, that, you know, he keeps, he's, he's continuing to inspire and he's continuing yeah. to share his knowledge with, uh, uh, you know, talk about your basketball Academy real quick, Lalo, just as, as, as we close. Yeah what you're doing with those yeah. kids right now. Yes. again same thing man trying to give back to the community man that gave to what's me. it called it's called three yep. ball academy. three yeah, ball three academy ball. awesome yeah man just it, you know a lot of it the three more so because that's kind of what i was known for right but also because it's this is me and my son's kind of endeavor right me and my two boys right this is you know my way of trying to spend more time with them and 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 coach them and mentor them kind of the way my dad did with me and stuff like that and yeah um but also not just my boys but you know the kids who join and 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 trying to share the knowledge and and give back you know what's been given to me and that's just you know how did they get in touch with you give us the contact information yeah you they they can call me you know i got a facebook page as three ball academy um you know they can just reach out to me you know um message me on messenger whatever instagram same thing uh but you know like i said it's just i, I gotta give back man and, and, and i gotta try to inspire i gotta try to motivate i gotta try to find again the next lalo rios or the next g garza or the next brian molina out there you know and and, yeah. and try to help them get to the level that we got to man I mean, and and experience what we got to experience because you and i and all of us can attest to man like those four years in college were probably the greatest years of our lives, man, because we they got were. to travel. I mean, we got to go to Hawaii. We got to go to the East Coast, the West Coast, the, you know, everywhere. We went everywhere, man. It was like, you know, and all of it was for free. Yeah. You know, getting the education paid for and well, traveling and playing basketball. And, you know, I mean, for a kid from the Valley, you know, 
That's huge, man. Most kids yeah. in the valley just stay in the valley. All some of my some of my best friends in my entire life I met through basketball and through you guys. You know, at the university, right? And so, yeah, but yeah. That's what I'm trying to do, man. Is is trying to continue to motivate, and inspire, and teach, and 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 give back to kids. And and it is my passion, man. Coaching kids is my passion, and I love it. And and you know, this also gives me the opportunity to spend time with my own two boys. And and, yeah. and so that's what it's all about, man. Well, we awesome. wish you luck. Yeah, we We're wish you luck with Dalai Lama, with Three Ball Academy, uh, with at Couch Elsa. We know you're the head coach there, but we wish yep. you continued success, my friend. And and thank I you for blessing it, us with being on the show. Thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate what you guys are doing, man. All right, thank we'll you. see you next week. Up, Lalo. Definitely, man. Yeah, we'll definitely see you guys, man. Definitely. Have a good one.